Good morning. Welcome to church this morning. You're excited to be in the house of the Lord. Let's stand and give God some praise.
Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. What a beautiful, wonderful, powerful name the name of Jesus is. Hallelujah. We want to go to the Lord. If you have a need in your life, lift up your hand right now and represent that need. Represent that need all over this house. Go ahead and speak it out right now. Go ahead and speak it out. We're casting our cares on him. We're making our petitions known unto God. Hallelujah. Now all together, let's lift up our hearts, lift up our voices in prayer, and just ask for God's touch here this morning. Lord, so much we love you. Come on, pray with me. Pray with me. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Lord, we love you so much. We're thankful for your goodness. We're thankful for your love, your mercy, your strength, your power, your word, your spirit, your blood, your mercy, your grace. God, you're so good to us. We're so thankful, Lord, for all you do in our lives. Thank you, God, that we can pray and you hear us and you answer. Thank you so much, Lord. Hallelujah. We love you today. We love you today. We worship you, God. I pray you touch every need. I pray, God, you minister to every heart, every life, every family, every home. God, draw us closer to you. Lift up our faith, I pray, in the name of the Lord, in the name of the Lord. Somebody say hallelujah in Jesus' name. Why don't you put your hands together and clap to the Lord? Hallelujah. Musicians, stay up. Hallelujah. Just as a announcement today is our is our last Sunday of the year that we'll do two services now this isn't if you always come to the 11 a.m. that doesn't affect you because the 9 a.m. is the one that we won't do so we won't do the 9 a.m. and and today really looking around the 9 a.m. might have been bigger than the 11 a.m. so maybe we should have done nine but I know that a lot of the 11s wouldn't show up at 9, so 11 is the, is the right. And then the other, the other thought would be, well, why don't you just split the difference or go back to 1030? It, for the sake of consistency, we'll keep one of the times, which is the 11 a.m. So next week, turn to your neighbor and say, next Sunday. Next Sunday, December the 17th, is our Christmas program. We'll only be coming at 11 a.m. So 11 a.m. service next Sunday. And I also want to announce that after the service in lieu of our, of our banquet, which we didn't do a, a Christmas banquet last year. We did a difference maker party. And uh, in, instead of a Christmas banquet where we come back at 5, we did it one year, uh, a few years back, where we, where we had, had a dinner together after the Sunday morning service. And that's what we're going to do next Sunday. Next Sunday, after the Christmas program, we will eat together and have like a quote-unquote Christmas dinner. It'll be a nice dinner and, 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 and kind of do a Christmas banquet right after, right after that Sunday morning service. So do plan on staying for that. The church will provide the, 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 the entree as well as the sides. And, and if you could, maybe bring drinks and, and maybe desserts if, if you want those. Uh, and it's always good to have drinks and desserts. Somebody say amen. Maybe we could stand to not have the desserts, but drinks we're definitely going to have to have. So waters, waters, tea, whatever, whatever in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. So remember that. Remember that. Again, the sides and the entree will be covered by the, by the church. Such a great time. Why don't you be seated for just a moment? And uh, I'll have you stand in, in, in a moment. But we just got back uh, uh, last week after spending a week in in El Salvador. This is our second annual 
uh, uh, year to, to go to El Salvador. Last year we went and, and it kind of started it. Brother Andrade, of course, uh, uh, had the connections to go down there and, and with the national church there and opened it up and we invited uh, Brother Robinette to go and it was me and Andrew and Andrade and, and Robinette and then we had a translator as well that went last year. So just a handful of us last year and such a great time great time there in the presence of the Lord and God did great things to to begin that and and uh, then we went back this year and, and and Robinette was able to get gather a great team and we had about 45 team members and it was a spectacular event we had ministers conference on on um, Thursday on one side of the country where we we did it you know our team supplied everything we rented the facility we did the preaching we we paid for the musicians to come we pray, paid for the sound system to be there we funded every single thing the national church did not have to pay anything for that and on that Thursday we fed everybody that was there there was about 400 ministers and, and wives there that we gave them a meal after that and of course fed the team and then on Friday we did the same thing in a different part of the country we was in San Miguel where, where Andrew and I and, and, and the few were gathered last year as well and did a ministers conference there on that on that Friday in San Miguel and did the exact same thing. Our team paid for the, the venue. We paid for the food to feed the ministers after. None of the th stuff that we did was taxing on the, the church of El Salvador. We covered everything. And then on, on Saturday was, our, was the first crusade on, on, I think it was San Vincent, San Vincent or, or something like that, uh, and rented a soccer stadium there. And crowd was was decent there it wasn't near as big as the one on, on Sunday but again everything the, the the stage that was set up the sound system that was set up all of it was from from the team the, the national church didn't have to do any of that and we had a good crusade there and we started off with the children's service at 9 a.m. and I believe there's 205 kids received the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the very first time in that Saturday children's service then we had, and it was a strange thing because we did the children's at nine and then, and then did the adult service or the main crusade there on that Saturday at 1.30. Well, it was hot. The sun was out and it was an open air uh, uh, facility. So it was really, really hot. So the way the soccer field was, nobody sat on, on one side because the sun was beating down on that side and the shade was on the other and the platform was in the middle in the grass area. Nobody was on the grass. They were all in the stands. And logistically, it seemed a little bit, a little bit awkward, but still yet, you know, God moved and God touched and there was, there was more. Another 188 received the baptism of the Holy Ghost in the adult service on that Saturday. Several people were healed. We visibly seen because we were able on that day to, to be down and, and, and pray with the people there. We visibly seen miracles. We visibly seen people that were healed. And, and then on the, on the Sunday, on the Sunday, why don't you come, Andrew, and do yours, and then I'll, I'll talk about the Sunday. So, Andrew, I'm, I'm thankful that Andrew was able to go with us two years in a row, and it's quite a blessing spiritually. Tell us anything. So, like I told the first service, well, first I'm going to do this. I'm, I'm going to give honor to the brother Andrade. Even though he isn't yeah. here, the whole thing started because he had a, a word from God and a vision from God. So Absolutely. I give honor to brother Andrade. Amen, amen. Let's give him let's, a hand. Come on. 
But now that we gave honor to him, we could pick a little jokes at him. Yeah, absolutely. So last year, he drove the van to where we were going, and it's horrifying. Scary. Horrifying. Very. And we gave him a lot of trouble about it. But this year, since we had such a bigger group, we had a big tour bus, bus, yep. whatever. Yep. But the, the seats weren't for were, six were footers. We're not for Americans or, you know. Weren't for six footers, that's for, for sure. For blessed people of height, right. you know. It, Caitlin Matt, would have been fine. Caitlin would have been perfectly <laughs> fine, comfortable. And so when you have seats like this, and you're lacking sleep, what do we get? Maybe an average of four hours, something like that? Probably, yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Praise God. It's fun. And but when you're older like me, your knees start hurting, your joints start aching, and go ahead. Well, young, I mean, I'm stuff. young, and I was still hurting, too. So, but, so the earliest day. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. On the bus. Right? On the bus at 6 a.m. Uh, yeah. We got our own row. So we were able to put our legs out, and we weren't complaining. But I was asleep. He was asleep. I get woken up to coffee on my leg because somebody decides to spill their coffee. And in defense, in defense, there's no defense. He spilt it. I did. All over me and himself. So he got the worst of it. I was preaching that day without a jacket, just had a white shirt on or a real light colored, and I think had that coffee. Shirt, exactly. This was the yes. There was coffee all over this way, just covered. You got on me too, though. So. But don't let a bad moment ruin your day. Come on, we got the stain out of his shirt, by the way. Glory to God. <laughs> but uh, uh, other than that, through all the the pain. The lack of sleep, the uncomfortable bus trips. On Sunday and Saturday, we had days of Pentecost. Amen. We had, we had a Holy Ghost revival. We had Amen. miracles. Like, last year it was great. Yep. Last year was phenomenal, but this year superseded. It was just incredible. Last year we saw Holy Ghost. We saw, we heard a miracle. Cause I personally didn't see as much miracles last year. This year, on Saturday when when. Uh, when everyone had left, yeah. some people who were were really like desperate for a miracle came up to the front, and there was this one young lady who you could feel the tumors right under her throat right here. And uh, one of the brothers there, he laid her his hands, and we were all praying for her, but you could see, you could feel the tumors just disappear, and it was just magnificent. You know, God moved. And I don't know who needs to hear this today, but God's still in the miracle working business. Amen. It doesn't matter when you're in El Salvador. It doesn't matter when you're around the world. But in Sugarland, Texas today, Amen. God can heal you. God can free Amen. you from any sin, Amen. Amen. any distraction. God is here. God is still doing it today, tomorrow, in the future. He won't change. Amen. Jesus. Amen. 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 So on that Sunday... We arrived at like 9 a.m. To the, to the place. And that was Santa Ana, I believe. And it wasn't like Saturdays. The venue was covered, thank the Lord. And when we got there, 
every chair throughout right in front of the platform was completely full and people were still coming up to be seated and uh, they had to bring more chairs in it was just it was just absolutely packed all throughout next to the platform over here as well as in the far back was people just standing because it was standing room only and um, such a hunger can we go to the picture one of the first picture I got up there okay that was that was the crowd I think the word of faith had already been spoken on that one let's go to the next uh, that's not it okay that's that's one where Andrew was doing a little speaking at uh, and uh, had the that's the El Salvador flag he had and then there's Andrade you can see Andrade kind of in the back right corner and Andrew had his he had a female interpreter right there she was really good though she uh, uh, Andrade was supposed to do my service hold on a second Andrade was supposed to do my service and that lady was was interpreting the couple speakers before me and uh, they just left her up there and she did she did mine as well she was she was incredible so then the next one this was on Sunday um, the churches in that area had canceled their service on Sunday so that they could have service there and they they bust them in and as far as you could see there were buses I mean you could not see where the buses stopped the next one has the other direction where the buses are it's the same thing as far as you could see buses where they had bust bust their churches in and when the call came at the at the end of the service and the appeal it is amazing how many people raised their hand that said they had never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost for the very first time with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. So when you think about, you know, oh, some people think, oh, these crusades are, are like vacations. Folks, ours was not like a vacation. Uh, we were leaving and getting on the bus at 6 a.m., driving. Only 72 miles was the furthest place that we went, and that 72 miles took three hours, three hours on that, on that cramped-up bus. But, but every place that we went to, God moved in a, in a mighty way. And then when you, when you think about that final, the, the grand finale on that Sunday crusade and, and looking out at the masses, and when the appeal came and all the hands that were raised is just simply amazing and you think about well you're given a week of your time it costs money to go down there you paid for all this stuff and all these things to make this thing happen and when you really think about it was it worth it it was absolutely 100% worth it when you seen all of those people that those churches brought that did not have the Holy Ghost and then after the appeal and after the word of faith was spoken and after God moved miraculously in that place all the hands that went up that said they were filled with the baptism of the Holy Ghost was just astounding give the Lord a hand clap as happens there in in El Salvador it happens in different areas different places they know who's there and uh, they know what churches have come and they do a they do an organized thing where they ask and they tally up after the fact and that day the national church it wasn't us saying oh this many got saved or this many got healed or this many were filled it's the national church that gives the numbers and we we report what the national church said on that Sunday they said 1600 were filled with the Holy Ghost for the first time 1600 and if you were there and you saw the numbers you would believe it as well 
And then after the report came back, after they surveyed the churches, after they got the words back, the number was higher than what they projected on that Sunday. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Awesome, awesome what the Lord do. Go to the next one. We need a little more volume. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Could we stand back to our feet real quick? And while they're playing, why don't you move to two or three and tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning. Good to see everybody in the house. Good to see everybody in the house. You are in the right place. give online text to give god love of the cheerful giver let's dismiss the children to go to their respective classes junior high class is in this 11 a.m everybody else stay right here let's launch right in the luke luke the first chapter again next sunday only the 11 a.m service the 24th only the 11 a.m service the 31st only the 11 a.m service all right and it looked like a whole lot more than just kids just left. Where'd everybody go? Luke chapter 1. We could stand in honor of the reading of the word of the Lord and if we could read together. And in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God into a city of Galilee named Nazareth. 27, everyone, to a virgin espoused to a man whose name was Joseph. And the virgin's name was Mary, 28. And the angel came in unto her and said, Hail, 
Thou art highly favored, and the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. 29, another, lift your voice. And when she saw him, going on here 30 and the angel said unto her fear not Mary for thou hast found favor with God 31 and behold thou shalt conceive in thy womb and thou shalt call his name Jesus he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest and the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David 33 everybody he shall reign over Verse 34 says, then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? How can this be, seeing that I know not a man? Verse 35, everybody. And the angel answered and said unto her, and the power of the highest shall, therefore also the holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. All right, back on verse number 34. Then said Mary unto the angel, how shall this be? How can this be? God bless you, you may be seated. All of us here today at some point looked at an impossible situation, I'm sure, when trying to muster up A spark of optimism fell back with the words, but how can this happen? How will I ever make it out? How could this possibly really be true? And I want to stay positive, but how in the world is this all going to work out? And that's the kind of situation that Mary was in when the angel showed up and delivered her a life-changing message, a world-changing message from God. A virgin girl, never been intimate with a man because she was not yet married. And that's the way the Bible teaches. You're not supposed to know a man until you are married to that man. She's only engaged. She's only a spouse to them, as the King James Version calls it. And she almost interrupts his good news with a question in Luke 1 and 34. How can this? be that's what Mary said how can this be and fear possibly gripped her fear of what others would think fear of how it must look fear of the responsibility of taking care of the child fear of what Joseph who she's engaged to will say and the Bible says she was troubled at these sayings Her human mind had a hard time grasping the impossible. How could it happen to her? How could it happen to anybody? An expecting virgin. How can this be? Mary found herself in in an unbelievable situation. If ever something were impossible, here it is. And I'm sure Mary meant no disrespect to her heavenly visitor, but it's not biologically possible for this to take place. 
There was no such way such an event could occur. But you know that's what makes a miracle a miracle. That's what makes a miracle a miracle. If it was in her ability, it wouldn't have been called a miracle. If you could do it by yourself, if it's in your power or your ability, it would not be a miracle. So do you know how Mary felt uh, that day? I'm sure not uh, in her specific uh, situation, but possibly in your situation. Anybody here ever wondered how can this be? How can this uh, work out? How will this uh, ever change? We look at impossible situations a lot and try to muster up some faith and often come back and say, how can this be? How can this be? How can I get out of my financial bind? How can my family ever get saved? How can this situation ever change? How can we have revival? How can we have good church when you cut down the numbers in half and sometimes less than half? How can we fill up two services? How can we buy another building that can accommodate growth and accommodate everything that we want to do through the vision God has given us? How can we be victorious? How can I ever overcome my problems? On and on and on we think and we hear the words of the angel and the angel said unto her hail thou art highly favored the Lord is with thee blessed art thou among women the New King James Version says like this, Rejoice, uh, highly favored one. Uh, the Lord is with you. Uh, blessed are you among uh, women. And as God's messenger, he spoke God's message uh, to Mary. And God's message to Mary was essentially, You are one terrific uh, young lady. And I have a very special purpose uh, for your life. You are going to get to do something. Something that will change the world. Something that no one else on earth will ever again have the privilege of doing. You will be honored above every other woman who will ever grace the face of this earth. And then the promise that enables all of us that endure to be able to endure in even the most difficult times and situations and the most difficult circumstances. The angel said, the Lord is with you. The Lord is with you. And folks, the Lord is with you. And the Lord is with me this morning. Confidence begins to bubble. You begin to say, yes, I can get through this. Yes, God will make a way. When God calls us blessed and when we know that he is with us. Even a bad situation takes on purpose when we know we're blessed and we know that God is with us. When impossibilities line up in front of us like a firing squad, we simply have to get to the point that will quiet our souls and know, yes, we are blessed of God and God is with us. We are blessed and he's with us. And that's truth no matter what the natural eye is seeing, no matter what the circumstances say to you, 
even if your situation does not change, that is true. You are blessed and God is with you. We've got to remember the word of the Lord. He said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap of praise. When relationships fall apart, uh, when refrigerators stop working, when the car won't start, uh, when the children won't mind, uh, when all you can see is disruption and chaos, uh, those are moments to remember his word. Uh, Those are good times for Romans 8 and 28 uh, for all things. We know that all things work together for the good of them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Somebody put your hands together and clap to the Lord. You should know by now that God has a plan for your life. And in his plan, there's all sorts of little pieces, little situations, experiences, challenges, uh, lessons uh, that somehow fit together to make one beautiful, beautiful picture that we call our life. God is more interested in seeing that the whole of your life all works together for good. Instead of seeing that every circumstance is pleasant and that you lie down on a bed of roses every night. We know that in this world you shall have tribulation. That's what Jesus said. But be of good cheer for I have overcome the world. You will have problems in this life. Everything's not going to go the way you want it to go in this life. You know that struggle just is simply a part of life. And you may have wondered how will you survive or how can this be? But you also have to know that when God speaks, he acts. And you have to know that what he says, he does. And when you've got his word on something, he will perform it. I know what you meant, Mary. I know what you mean. How can this be? How can this be? Well, if it's God's will, he'll do it. That's what some folks say. If it's God's will, he'll, he'll heal me. If it's God's will, he'll, he'll save my children. If it's God's will, it'll, it'll come to pass. And, and really, folks, that's a cop-out for believing for it. That's not faith when you say, well, if it's God's will. That's not faith because faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith says God will. We all know God can But faith says, uh, I'm expecting God to do it. I'm believing that God is going to step in and show himself strong. The individual says, oh, well, if it's, if it's God's will, they're not believing for it. Uh, And that individual says, show me and I'll believe. Come down from your cross uh, and then we'll believe you. But God says, you believe and then I'll show you. God works different uh, than we work. God thinks different uh, than we think. People say, show me and I will believe. But God says, believe me and I will show you. 
People say, tell me and I will believe. God says, believe me and I will tell you. People say, do it and I'll believe you. But God says, believe me and I will do it. People say, give me the lesson and then I'll pass the test. Give me the study guide. Let me know what's going to happen next and then I'll know what to do. But God says, pass the test and then you will learn the lesson. Step into the waters for your miracle. Joshua 3.13 says, And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, that the waters, when they step into the waters, that the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above, and they shall stand upon in a heap. The waters did not stop flowing until they stepped in. They could have believed it all they want. They could have believed, yes, it's going to, he's going to part the waters, he's going, but they had to act in faith. They had to step into the waters in order for God to stop them. The waters did not stop flowing until they actually stepped in. Your turbulent waters may not stop until you step in with faith, until you activate the faith that you have. You may have to get your feet wet, but hold on, the waters will stop, and the waters will stand on a heap. You got to keep marching sometimes. You got to keep shouting sometimes for your miracle. Joshua 6, 4 and 5. In the seventh day, you shall compass the city seven times. And all the people shall shout with a great shout. And the walls of the city shall fall down flat. And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. The voices that are speaking against you, just shout back at them in the name of the Lord. You may have sore feet from walking. You may have sunburned faces and scratchy voices. But God is looking for someone who will shout with faith and do what God tells them to do. Bake a cake for your miracle. 1 Kings 17, 13 through 17, Elijah said unto her, make me there of a little cake first. Make me one first and bring it unto me. And after that, make thee for one for you and one for your son. For thus saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. Neither shall the curse of oil fail. Verse 15 says, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. She didn't just believe it. She didn't just agree with it. She acted upon it in obedience. And she and he and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not. Neither did the curse of oil fail according to the word of the Lord. You may have to scrape the bottom several times uh, but just keep on scraping and every time there will be enough uh, for what you need every time there will be just enough uh, for what you need uh, even more than enough Uh, it's one thing to believe uh, or to say that you believe but that's not necessarily faith that might be a mental acknowledgement say yeah I, I, I believe it but then when you actually obey And make the cake first and give it first. Then it's not just something in your mind and nodding your head and acknowledge, but rather it shows that you truly believe. That you truly believe. Dig a ditch for your miracle. 2 Kings 3, 16 and 17. Thus saith the Lord, make this valley full of ditches 
You shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain. Yet the valley shall be filled with water that you may drink both you and your cattle and your beast. Build with faith. Build with faith. Walk by faith, not by sight. But that word walk is an actual action. It's taking a step. It's believing and then, and then responding upon that belief. Receive the blessings that God build for it. No need to pray for rain and then leave your windows down. You're praying and believing God's going to answer. Believe that he's going to answer. You may get a few blisters. Keep on digging. Your downpour is on the way. A little bit of action goes a long way with God. God specializes in taking small things that we give him and making something big out of it. Don't wait till the battle's over. Give God praise now for it, even though it hadn't happened yet. Anybody can shout after the victory comes. Shout before the victory is there. You had, hadn't even manifest yet, but I'm believing God. It had, the pain hadn't stopped yet, but you're believing God. The provision hasn't showed up yet, but you're believing God. Don't wait for the answer. Go ahead and give him praise right now for it. Somebody put your hands together and clap to the Lord. Amen and amen. Let's lift our hands all over this place right now. and Just love the Lord together. Lord, we love you so much thankful for your goodness we're thankful for your love your strength i pray god that faith would come faith would come to our hearts faith would come to our minds help us to believe you for it faith brings expectation faith expects god to do it faith not only believes not only are you asking but you're believing you're seeing it with the eyes of faith you're seeing it before it comes to pass. Abraham believed God, and he called those things that are not as though they were. Hadn't happened yet, but Abraham believed it as if it had already happened. Hear me. You will have joy in your life. You will have joy. You can have a good marriage. You will have peace in your life. Your children can be saved. But not only can they, they will be saved. You got to speak prophetically about those things. Believe God that God is going to do it. God will touch my family. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. God will bless your life. My children will live for God. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. See it and then say it. Declare it that it shall be. The apostles were eyewitnesses of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. They saw him die. They saw where he was buried. And they saw him after he was resurrected. They saw it and they declared it. And because they declared things, because of that, because of the resurrection, they declared things by faith that were not yet made visible. And that's what we need to do. Call those things that are not as though they were come on you're above and not beneath so saith the word of God come on believer these signs shall follow them that believe 
that believe. If we walk by sight, we'll walk through life scared to death. All I can see is the battle. All I can see is the problem. All I can see is the mess. All I can see is what's against me. That's why fear. That's why fear grips us. We fear the what if. What if this doesn't happen? What if God doesn't show up? The angel said to Mary, fear not. Fear not. He said the same thing. Same message to the angels. The angels gave to the shepherds abiding in their fields by night. Fear not. Jesus said to the disciples in a storm. Fear not. Fear is an obvious issue. Old Testament as well as New Testament. We have not been given the spirit of fear. But of power. And of love. And of a sound mind. Jesus said that if you have faith as a grain of a mustard seed, you shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed and cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Not talk about your problem, not talk about your mountain, not call somebody up and discuss about the problem or the mountain that is before you, but Jesus said, Speak to it, not about it, speak to your problem. Speak to your mountain and say, be thou removed. And if you believe it, it shall be done unto you. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. So how can things be? How can this be? How can this happen? If you go a little further in the words of Gabriel's message to Mary. With man... It's impossible. But with God, all things are possible if you believe. If you'll believe it, God will work. If you'll believe not only that he can, but that he will, he will work. Those words brought Mary to the turning point. Fear fled. With man, it's impossible. But with God, with God, how can this be? How can my situation ever get better? How can any of this stuff you're talking about ever really happen? With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible if you believe. Question ceased. Confidence came. Courage came in her words. And I believe wholeheartedly. Mary had to believe it for it to come to pass. She couldn't have sat down and questioned. She couldn't have been skeptical and said, I don't know if this is going to happen. She couldn't have done that and it actually happened. She had to completely wholeheartedly give herself to it and believe it. And yield to it. And the reason I know this is because I know a little something about the Spirit. There would not be an override of Mary's will. It wasn't, oh, I found somebody that's, that, 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 that's plausible. I found somebody that's, that, that, that's available. I found somebody that's this could work. And then, hey, we got to ask Mary. And even if she don't do it, even if she don't want it, we're just going to force it on her. Nope, that's not going to happen. God does not override your will. He doesn't do it. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. 
Nobody receives the Holy Spirit that don't want it. Nobody receives the gift of God that is not open and surrendered and yielding to him. Go a step further than that. That little church that I got, I got the Holy Ghost in, got baptized in Jesus' name in. There was some wild, it, it, was, it was revival is what, what it was. And God began pouring out his spirit and people began getting filled and saved and transformed and made new and old things passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Somebody say hallelujah. That's going to happen here. People are going to come in and somebody will say, oh, I don't even recognize him anymore. I don't even, he's different. He's changed. That's what Jesus does to people's lives. People are coming in that were just rank sinners, getting the Holy Ghost and wild about it. And they, they were, I mean, they were literally running and running in the walls and knocking holes in the drywall and kicking holes in the, in the, in the uh, paneling that was in the back. I'm not exaggerating, man. They were running wild and closing their eyes and just taking off running. Well, folks, they said, oh, I just couldn't handle I couldn't contain myself. Biblically, you can. Biblically, you can. Don't say, oh, well, you know, you broke somebody's jaw because you just went crazy and started flinging around. Some folks have never seen people do that. Just, you know, like a, I don't know what like, but like somebody really going after it, I guess. No, I just couldn't contain myself. Yeah, you could. Biblically, you can. Biblically, yes, you can open your eyes when you're making those turns and not put holes in the walls biblically yes you didn't have to kick that hole in that back paneling yes why why you say that because the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet spirit of the prophet subject to the prophet in other words you do have control over yourself that's why i say mary had to say i believe i believe she had to wholeheartedly believe the message and yield herself, give herself to it in order for it to take place in her life. God's not a God that says, okay, I'll do it so that you'll believe. God's a God that says, you believe and then I'll show you. You believe me. You take me at my word and then I'll show up and I'll show myself strong. Before you can conceive the promise Mary had to submit. She had to yield. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. He don't beat the door down. You have to give yourself, submit yourself, yield yourself to him, and allow him to take charge. Before you can conceive the promise, you've got to believe it. You may not understand it. You may not be able to reason it out, but somehow you've got to take him at his word. You've got to accept it. You've got to believe it. You've got to act upon it. I believe that God could simply blow our minds if we but yield to him and believe and submit to him and allow him to be truly Lord of all and say like Mary ended up saying, be it unto me according to thy word. That's where I know that she submitted wholeheartedly. Just as you said, God, I'm open, I'm willing, I believe, 
Now let it happen in me, just like you said. I wonder if there's anybody here that has the question, how can this be? How can, how can this happen? How can this, how can this take place? How could this be figured out? How is this going to be fixed? Just to go ahead and give it to God. Submit yourself, yield yourself back to him and say, God, be it unto me according to your word, according to your promises, according to what you want in my life. Do you lift your hands one more time all across this place? Lord, we need you in our life. We need you in our life. As Mary said, how can this, how can this be? And the angel said, the Holy Ghost shall overshadow you. You want to know how you're going to make it through a tough time? The Holy Ghost will come upon you. And the power of the highest will come upon you. You're right. Man cannot get it done. We cannot fix it by ourselves, but God can. Oh, sure, we're smart, and yes, we can get some things done, and we're even educated, and sometimes we even think we're self-sufficient. But the truth of the matter is there are some things beyond every single one of us, and you may be able to accomplish great things on your own, but there'll come a time when you'll say God how can this be how is this going to happen I'll tell you how the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost will come upon you and God will get it done I wonder what you're facing this Christmas season I wonder what you're asking God how can this be through fears and tears the fact that some really don't know how to do it or if they're going to make it or if they can believe God let me say don't be afraid with man it's impossible but with God all things are possible how will it happen God will do it the spirit will show up it's not by might nor yet by power but by my spirit saith the Lord of hosts uh, I wonder if we could stand to our feet all across this place uh, and again I don't know what you're going through this morning I don't know if you're thinking how is this going to happen how can this make it how can they be saved how will this ever change I'll tell you how God will do it uh, but you gotta believe uh, you gotta believe that he will do it uh, you gotta believe that he'll show up uh, and he'll show himself strong you gotta believe that he'll make a difference he'll make a way where there seemeth to be no way as we begin to sing I wonder if we can move from where we are and kind of gather around this front area and just commit all over again how can this be I'm going to submit myself to God I'm going to give myself wholly and completely unto God be it unto me according to thy word I yield myself to you God I submit myself to you God I want to walk by faith not by sight make a way he'll 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 make a way where there seemeth to be no way that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it that's it reach out to him this night reach out to him this morning reach out to him this morning yes lord hallelujah yes lord hallelujah
I can't get it done, but God can. I can't fix your problem, but God can. You gotta yield to it. You gotta submit to it. You gotta believe that He'll make a difference. Take Him at His word. Take Him at His word. Let faith rise in your heart and in your mind. God will. God will. God will make a difference. Bid unto me according to Thy word. Yes, yes, yes. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. All across this house. Hallelujah. worker hallelujah that's good preaching that's good preaching to remember every single day that he's working it when I'm asleep he's still working when I'm struggling he's still working when I'm trying to figure it all out he's still working amen go this week in faith Believing that God is going to do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. Thank Him in advance. Believe Him in advance. Give Him glory in advance. And you will see. You will see it. Amen, amen, amen.
God bless you. Remember next Sunday, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock next Sunday is the only service. Bring your drinks, bring your dessert if you like. Get around, love one another. God bless you this week in Jesus' name. Go in faith.